1: Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. With more than 6,300 coronavirus cases and 147 confirmed virus-related deaths, Los Angeles County has become the epicenter of the COVID-19 pandemic in California. L.A. County and city officials say the coming days are critical when it comes to controlling the spread of the virus. They're urging L.A. residents to take extra special care staying at home and to avoid all unnecessary travel beyond their immediate neighborhoods. Here's L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti. This week is a make or break week for us all to keep the momentum going and to ensure that we have the ability to continue to flatten the curve that will ensure that we save the lives of our loved ones, our family members, our co-workers, our neighbors. Let's turn now to how the pandemic is affecting California's justice system
2: say that there is no playbook is a gross understatement of the
1: situation. That's California Supreme Court Justice Tani cantil sekouwe speaking on a conference call yesterday. She's the chair of the California Judicial Council, which makes the rules for the state's courts. Yesterday, it enacted a series of sweeping emergency rule changes to slow the spread of COVID-19 in jails and courtrooms. The council also allowed for zero bail charges for most misdemeanor and low-level felony offenses. It also allowed Allowed court hearings via video feed instead of having people gather in courtrooms. In addition, the council agreed to effectively suspend evictions and foreclosures in California. KQED's Molly Solomon reports on that.
0: On Monday, the state's judicial council voted unanimously to adopt a series of emergency orders that housing advocates say goes further than Governor Gavin Newsom's action on evictions. Tenants' rights attorney Leah Simon-Weisberg says the ruling applies uniformly across all California counties.
2: This basically says... All courts are closed for evictions.
0: The new order puts a stop to unlawful detainers, which are lawsuits that landlords file when trying to evict a tenant. Judges are prevented from issuing default rulings, and tenants facing eviction can't be summoned to the court. It also limits lenders from filing foreclosure complaints against homeowners. For The California Report, I'm Molly Solomon.
1: Congress has passed three enormous pieces of legislation to bring relief to Americans who are suffering during the pandemic. That includes a $2 trillion relief bill, but many in and outside of Congress want to do even more. That includes House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. KQED Politics Editor Scott Schaefer talked with Pelosi yesterday. The speaker began by criticizing the Trump administration's response to the pandemic.
2: Well, I do think that, you know, we're trying to be as not political in all of this, but they really, the federal government uh, has been delinquent and uh, slow in coming with a central command. This is a war, the president says. We need a central command on how to increase the supply chain and identify the supply chain and then to allocate the resources on an as -as needed basis and not on the political basis of somebody who made nice, nice on the phone with the president uh, to get this to where it is needed, when it is needed, and then move on to other places.
1: Let me just ask you, Kevin McCarthy, the minority leader from Bakersfield, of course, is a very powerful Republican in your chamber. uh, And he's saying, "Let's, let's hold off on the next package and let's see how this one works. Does that seem unreasonable to you? And, and what's your relationship with him like? You'd think, that, I mean, you're the two most powerful members of your party. I was wondering, do you talk to each other? Well, what's your relationship like?
2: Well, as one who has served as minority leader, there's nothing comparable to the speaker's awesome power, says she immodestly. Look, we passed three bills in the month of March. Our first bill, March 4th, testing, testing, testing. It still hasn't been done. That's that's one of the reasons that we do not have a complete handle on the challenge we face. Why hasn't
1: it been done? Why why hasn't it been done?
2: Well, look to the executive branch for that. Secondly, as uh, the 14th of March, we had our second bill. Both of these addressed the emergency. Then the second bill, give immunity to the um, uh, mask makers from the liability so that they would produce the mask. You know, all those kinds of things that took us to a place where we could... Uh, test and measure. Then we did the third bill on the 28th of March. So I don't think that there's any reason for us to wait. Uh, Just look at the influx of applications for uh, uh, unemployment insurance. Just look at the applications uh, for the PPP, the, uh, the program for small businesses. Just look at the need for more food. Just look at that. And by the time we do a bill, it will take a few weeks because we're not there. Maybe a couple to three weeks. So we're not there. So I completely do not, I, I think we should look at the bill to see what works, where we need more and all of that, of course, always.
1: That was House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. She says the next phase of coronavirus relief passed by Congress could top an additional trillion dollars. And finally... Here's a weird one. Lots of Californians are feeling cooped up and stressed out due to physical distancing and being stuck at home. But there might be other members of the household whose mental state could be changing, our dogs. CAP Radio's Sammy Cayola reports on why some dogs are acting strangely during the stay-at-home order.
0: Sacramento trainer James Summy says he's seeing an uptick in calls from people whose dogs seem not quite themselves. There's something new. There's something that changed. That one stressor kind of kicks it off and they start barking, chewing, digging, biting, fighting. Experts say dogs have stress thresholds, just like humans. And when there are too many changes, an owner working from home or kids not going to school, they can lose their coping mechanisms. Plus, our anxiety can trickle down to them. They're not sitting there wondering if we are going to succumb to a horrible virus,
2: but certainly our concerns become their concerns.
0: Liz Stello is a veterinary behaviorist at UC Davis.
2: If I had a dog that particularly worried when I melted down, I might try to find another place in the house to do that so that he didn't have to take part in it.
0: She says sticking to normal schedules where possible and giving dogs space and alone time can help. For the California Report, I'm Sammy Keula in Sacramento.
1: And that is the California Report for Tuesday, April 7th, a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Be well and remember to stay at home.
0: Support for the California Report comes from California Earthquake Authority, urging Californians to prepare for the next damaging earthquake. Learn more at earthquakeauthority.com. Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose Fund for Strategic Innovation supports transformative ideas that benefit humanity while protecting the natural world, recognizing through science the interdependence of all living systems, and the California Healthcare Foundation, standing with all Californians as we address the coronavirus emergency together, on the web at chcf.org. Support for KQED podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. Hey, I'm Brian Stelter, and I hope you'll join me on
1: Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Every Thursday, I'm getting the inside take from the best reporters in the country—